Hello and welcome to the only podcast that's all about Fort Meade, our community, and life in the military. I'm your host, Joe Nieves. And I'm your co-host, Sherry Kuiper, and you're listening to Fort Meade Declassified. Hey, how's it going? Hey. Hey. What's up, Joe? Hey. You're not Sherry. No. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not Sherry. Just like I wasn't Joe before earlier yeah. this year. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's me. It's Ben Rogers, uh, the Fort Meade Public Affairs Officer. I'm, I'm back. I'm stepping in for Sherry Kuiper uh, this week as she's uh, out in Fort, out in uh, Fort Texas, Bliss? Fort yeah, Bliss. Fort Bliss, doing great things. Doing great things, uh, yeah. supporting Army mission down there. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's good. It's, it's weird not having her, but it's cool to have you back on the show, and this time I get to hang out with you, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is great. Yeah, it's perfect timing. Uh, we got some cool stuff we're going to talk about today. But uh, so what's been going on with you, Ben? What's new? Well, I am, uh, I, as I understand, we're talking about motorcycle safety this this week, this episode. And I just happen to be in the process of upgrading my motorcycle. Nice. I, uh, I have a BMW uh, R1200GS Adventure. Uh, this yeah. is a touring off-road type of bike, uh, and I am I'm upgrading to a newer model because there's new tech and yeah. and it's just I love it, man. Yeah. I love I love two wheel riding and and, and it's uh, it's fun stuff. Yeah. yeah, I bet our riders out there's ears perked up or or you know listening to this they're probably like ooh mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. I know that bike, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I mean we're coming up on the on the good weather. That's why we wanted to have uh, motorcycle safety on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's coming up on on riding weather that's right yeah so. it's getting it's getting much nicer out there in fact it's perfect right now before the humidity really sets in yeah uh, there are a lot of more bikers out on the road and and uh we're sharing the road with a lot of you know cars and and trucks and yeah. so being vigilant and and keeping safety in the forefront is an important part of enjoying exactly. that activity yeah exactly and there's a lot of rules and stuff like that uh with the military so it's great to have some of the safety people on the show talking about that because you know like you said you know there's other vehicles on the road and they may not even treat bikes like like they're supposed to sometimes i don't know if they get the same respect vehicles get i'm not a rider so i don't know but uh so what's the um what's the vibe like around around the installation like like do you do you meet up with other bikers have you right what's the scene like yeah so um I I've got my I got my motorcycle through Bob's BMW down in Jessup. That's pretty far, pretty close from here. And uh, through I'm a kind of a hang around at that shop, and and they ha- they throw events and stuff. And I meet people through through Bob's and a lot of Fort Meade community individuals. And we end up going on rides and that's cool. and uh, we you know we we do we do different meetups separately. And there's different style of riders for for different bikes. And you know everybody has their own flavor and you know when we meet other folks here on fort meet on the fort meet community i mean it's great we get to share uh, our interests outside of the installation yeah that's pretty cool yeah i always kind of you always kind of get that that feeling that that bikers tend to like gravitate towards other bikers and they hang right, out and right they yeah. form those clubs and yeah stuff like that yeah and we all love seeing like those uh sons of anarchy jackets sure you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> yeah so when you're not writing, uh, what have you been watching? We like to talk about movies on the show a lot. Yeah, so um, my wife and I, we've been, uh, you know, on our leisure time, we've been we've been watching a few shows. We got into Division and we got into Winter Soldier. And uh, so the Winter Soldier uh, has been the latest one we, we finished watching. Yeah. And I got to say, we were really impressed. Yeah, um, it was a good one. I didn't, you know, we were a little... 
we're not big Marvel Universe fans, um, but we just kept hearing good things from yeah. other people that that weren't traditional fans either. Yeah. And so we, you know, we took it. We took the plunge. We checked it out, and uh, it w- I was really surprised. Um, yeah. You know, it was beyond just the superhero universe. I mean, they really go in to tackle some some difficult social issues. Yeah, you yeah. Know? it's very grounded like that. Like they make it feel less fantastical, less comic booky, and they give it that that real vibe that that I felt was really good. The energy of the show is just fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, we always will watch the show episode by episode as they come out. And then like the day, the final episode comes out, we'll watch the entire show oh, all nice. through again, yeah. just to watch it in one go. And it's, it, it always feels really good, real cinematic, you know, that's a, um, that's a good method. I have to keep a note of that. That's yeah. Cause when you do watch them week by week, you kind of, you, they get spread out and yeah. you kind of can lose some of the, some of the magic in there, and but yeah, we all like to binge, especially we have the extra time during the pandemic to yeah, do exactly. those good binging. Yeah, that's uh, it, it was they did tackle the social issues, but it was still like a fun, lighthearted action. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're not going in coming out of it depressed. I didn't yeah. mean to give that impression, but it yeah. get, it was very well balanced in terms of you know the kind of messaging and yeah. action and fun and entertainment yeah. that it yeah. provided. I definitely, uh, it definitely had some, um, one of the characters in the show, and I'm not going to like give anything away, mm. but one of the characters in the show represents the, the second hand Captain America. And if you've mm. watched the show, if you've seen, the, if you've paid attention to social media in the last few months, you definitely have seen or heard about the Captain America that nobody wanted. Um, right. but you know, it's a guy playing a role and he did a phenomenal job. But one thing I really liked about it is, is I definitely noticed some tones of, because he's a military man and he's uh, apparently been through a lot of stuff in the military. And I wonder if our listeners have gotten the same vibe, but I felt like there was some PTSD like yeah. symptoms. Well, there's definitely that in Bucky. Right. You definitely get that in Bucky and, and you see the other his growth right. and dealing with those things. But it's from a different perspective. And then you see uh, John Walker's character and you see the way he thinks and feels and sometimes the stress he's under. And I wonder if people can like people in the military veterans can relate to that same stress. I'm not saying that they would do any of the things he did in the show, because obviously they were over the top and there was a lot of questionable things. But that 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 feeling of that intense pressure sometimes and how we deal with it while in uniform and outside of uniform. Yeah. I, I, I definitely appreciated that. I appreciated Bucky's journey with dealing with his, his, you know, post-traumatic stress stuff. Yeah. It overall, a phenomenal job. Phenomenal yeah. job. Yeah. You, 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 they definitely, without saying it directly, you can tell that this is a battle-torn yeah. individual. He's been through many, many battles, yeah. been deployed tons of times. He's highly decorated. Yeah. It's why he got picked for the, for the role you know, he, was, he looked good on paper of course, for them. Yeah, and, yeah. They, and they wanted him for that. And um, But then they slowly show, you know, the back, the dark side of that, yeah. the, the, the flaws that he had and Good that character. could very much be tied to to his deployments and and be not de- being yeah. you know yeah. dealing with those stressors and stuff it's so qu- it, appropriately it's very, afterwards. So. Yeah, it's a very very touchy subject, obviously. Right. But I like that they still explore themes like that. Yeah. I think it's they don't important. shy away from it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, t- <laughs> today's show is going to be a good one. We got uh, Aaron Rowell from uh, Garrison Safety Office. 
and uh, here he is. You may have noticed a motorcycle training course if you drive by the command building, and you might be wondering what they are up to, or maybe even how you might get into that training. Well, today we have Aaron Rowell from the Garrison Safety Office to talk to us about the motorcycle safety program just in time for prime riding weather. Thank you for being with us today, Aaron. Well, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be a part. So real quick, just can you give us some details about the motorcycle safety program? Well, when you talk about the motorcycle safety program, you know, think, think about people, first of all, start out with people, you know, that have been riding on those dirt bikes since they were 12 years old. And that's, that's, the, that's the vast experience that they've had. And then all of a sudden they graduate to a motor, a regular motorcycle. And it's like, well, I've been riding since I was eight, nine years old. And these are the things I've been doing. I know how to ride. And that's the attitude many times they take. But the, but the motorcycle safety program is a, it's a progressive program that emphasizes sustained training over the career of a, a, a soldier, you know, uh, or throughout their time in the military. You want to, uh, it's various areas. You, you get into the various areas of training. You want to start out with that basic training, learning the the mindset of drivers, because drivers a lot of times don't take motorcyclists serious um, or, or, or brush them off. And also those motorcyclists don't take those drivers seriously, understanding and realizing uh, that uh, they don't look at a motorcycle as the same that they always look at a car. So uh, the, the basic rider course, which is one of the courses that we offer, um, prepares um, the novice, the novice beginner, or you know, or even those who have been riding since their dirt bike days and don't take those things into consideration, understanding the full the full ramifications of riding a motorcycle uh, on the on the streets as opposed to riding their dirt bike throughout the woods and um, the, the tracks and whatnot. And so it, the, the 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 program itself, like I said, it's a progressive program. It starts out with your basic rider course, and then you have to advanced to your uh, more experienced training. Um, uh, and some of that experienced training, if you, uh, if I can continue on, uh, we, once you take a basic rider course, uh, then you advance to, depending upon the type of bike you have, and I base, basically say a cruiser, which is the big, uh, the big, the main bikes that people see a lot of times. And that's people, the advanced course for that would be the experienced rider course, or what we were also another name could be the basic rider two course. And that uh, that is after you've had that basic rider course, you're required to take that advanced training. Now, if you operate one of the sports bikes, the uh, cross rocket types, they are they uh, have to take the military sports bike rider course. And so those are the three courses that we offer here at Fort Meade. Excellent. So, and that's great. So you provide these courses for basically varying degrees of experience on the bikes. What kind of experience do, because you talked about one type of rider who's been riding their, their dirt bikes and they've been riding bikes for years and they have all this experience, but for the more casual rider, for somebody who maybe hasn't been riding bikes that long, what kind of experience do you require of the riders before they can participate in like the beginning programs? Well, actually, they can come as a, they can come as a novice. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, but I, you know, I, I always say 
do your research. Mm. You know, a, a motorcycle is not for everyone. It might look cool. <laughs> you know, it might be the, the fun, it looked like the fun thing to do, but everybody is not meant, just because you can drive a car does not mean you can ride, uh, ride that motorcycle. Well, a couple of things I would say, like I said, do your research, check out, talk to your friends who have bikes, uh, go on the internet, you know, everything's on the internet now and get some information on the, uh, the uh, safety concerns and things like that for, uh, for motorcycles. But additionally, if you can't ride a bike, you might not want to try to ride a motorcycle. Yeah. You know, balance is one of the key things as far as that they talk about being able to be a part of the, uh, being a successful rider, um, balance. And believe it or not, one of the things they say is um, they want to try to see if you can catch a ball from 20 feet or more. Because mm. basically hand-eye coordination is very important. So these are some of the things like I said, you can come from right off the street and, and, and trust me, we have people who've shown up and like I said, they thought it looked cool and they came out there and I, I don't want to discourage people, but everyone is just not meant to uh, ride a motorcycle. And they unfortunately will find that out quite often in the training. Mm. Yeah. And I, I mean, I guess it takes, it takes a lot of skill and a lot of practice to make sure you're like, considered an expert on, on, on a bike. So you talked about these, these safety courses, including like the advanced riders. What other services do you provide riders, like licensing or is there a required annual training? As far as services that we got, basically the, the, the garrison safety office, we provide the training itself. Okay. We don't do the, we don't get into the licensing. We can okay. assist, but basically as far as the programmers are concerned, it's required mandatory uh, training for uh, in all military personnel. You know, I always get this question, well, so I, I never ride my bike on post, so I don't need to train. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. If you are in the military and you're riding, you're required to take motor, to have some motorcycle training. And so, like I said, I, we offer the basic rider course, the experienced rider course, and the sports bike rider course. And, you know, also additionally, within the units, we encourage motorcycle refresher training, especially for those who come back off of those deployments of 180 days and things like that, you know. But basically, we have what we call it sustainment training. So you take your basic rider course. And within a year, you're required to take your next level course, whether it's the experienced rider course or the sports bike rider course. And then after that, you're required every five years to follow up on some kind of sustainment training. Now, you can do uh, various um, um, Army approved advanced courses, but uh, here at Fort Meade, we basically have you go through the experience rider course or the sports bike rider course again. Okay. And, and as you know, the more training you get, sharper your skills you want to maintain and you want to be reminded that's that's as from a safety component and that's you know one of my uh, definite duties you always want to maintain and 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 consent continually to um promote safety and talk about safety and make it a mindset and a and a behave a learned behavior um that safety is first and foremost in anything you do but motorcycle train motorcycle riding you definitely need to keep uh, safety first and foremost. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it definitely sounds like like how we do business in the army and and in the military in general. You know, practice makes perfect, uh, that sort of thing. So, if, if I wanted to participate in the program, what kind of equipment would I need to have with me? Um, well, all obviously you see helmets. Now, you know, back in the day, a lot of times you'd see people, and it's still today, people will be out there on the road riding without a helmet, but a, a helmet is required. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and properly fastened under your chin. Um, eye protection is always first and uh, a big part. You can use goggles, the wraparound glasses, or uh, most commonly used now is the uh, full face shield, which is attached to a helmet. You know, a windshield on your motorcycle does not constitute eye protection. Mm. Okay. Uh, obviously, foot protection. Uh, you don't want to be out there in the flip flops. You know, sturdy over the ankle footwear. Um, that gives you that added protection, not only for your feet, but your ankle. Uh, you want it to be durable leather or, uh, and, and, it, and you can actually use, you know, the leather uh, tennis shoes, you know, mm-hmm. as, as well, but make sure that they're over the ankle. And then protective clothing, you know, um, which includes, you know, long sleeve shirts and, and the, or the jacket, uh, you know, your long pants or trousers, and you want to have full fingered gloves or mittens. Um, and you want those to be leather or uh, abrasion resistant materials. Also, you know, it's ideally you, you see a lot of them get into the motorcycle attire, you know, the motorcycle jackets, because a lot of times in the pants, they come, they come with the abrasion resistance and material and things like that, such as Kevlar and uh, the leather and things like that, um, w- which helps contain the, um, you know, absorbing um, in case you do hit that ground. You know, yeah, so. in case you wipe out. Yes, sir. And oh, oh yeah. Uh, also, you see, I got on a nice bright orange shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's another thing you need to take. In, you know, we want to encourage that uh, you uh, incorporate fluorescent colors or um, reflective material in your vest, jackets. And if not, if you just, you know, you know that you have that bright colored material. It's not, uh, it's not what's the word, it's not mandated, but it's highly encouraged. Right, right. And it makes sense. You want to be seen. And and I believe in the in the military, we have some rules to how service members are supposed to look in there while they ride bikes as well. Like they're supposed to have that reflective material. It's it's almost army policy. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, but, but, it, it's, but unfortunately, you, the terminology was shell, and it has been changed to encouraged. Ah. Uh, okay. All right. So I, I think uh, I think what a lot of people might be uh, wondering is how often do you provide uh, these these classes, and what is the duration of the classes during the, our training season? I, and our training season general, generally runs from uh, April through October. Depending on the weather and things like that, we'll have to make adjustments. And so, but we offer the basic rider course throughout the, uh, uh, it's been a high push for basic rider courses. So you'll see numerous basic rider courses that we're trying to offer, at least two or three a month, sometimes uh, as many as four. Uh, the experienced rider courses, because it's that five year gap, we don't have as much uh, need for it. So we usually offer those once or twice a month. And then that sports bike rider courses, usually once a month. Uh, the sports bike rider course we offered, uh, we're allowed to have 12 people in that class um, because 
uh, Motorcycle Safety Foundation and says that you have to have two instructors for that for that training. But the other courses, they are only allow one instructor, uh, six people per instructor. So those classes, uh, the basic and the, the experienced rider only offer uh, six people a class. So that's why we don't have as many sports bike rider courses. And generally, the basic rider course is a two-day course. You've got anywhere from four to five hours of uh, classroom book training, and then you about 10 hours of uh, actually hands-on being on that bike. Okay. The experience, the experience in the sports bike course is generally about seven to eight hours a day. Okay. And a lot of times the classes, you know, if you've got, if people really don't know what they're doing, the class might be a little longer. <laughs> To take okay. that time and help them out. What kind of groups does your team participate with in the local area? We we encourage our riders to keep information flowing on the installation. We want to incorporate the Army, the Navy, the Air Force. I mean, you know, Fort Meade is unique. And, be, and because of that, we have all these different riding groups and mentorship programs within the various services. And we encourage them to work together and, and we, we kind of help keep the, the information flowing amongst the different groups when they want to have these rides and invite other groups and things like that. Any parting words? Uh, my, my final words concerning motorcycle training and safety is just that. Be safe. Motorcycle is, is a serious thing. It's not just a hobby. It's not just a a, a toy that you want to do, you want to take it as a serious uh, situation because unfortunately in the safety arena, I many times have to deal or see the accident reports that come with those situ those wipeouts and those uh, all of a sudden people in body, uh, body casts up to their hips and things like that. And we want to try our best to have you avoid that. So in all you do with your motorcycle training, take safety seriously first and foremost. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as iTunes. We're also on divotub.net if you search Fort Need to Classify.